Welcome, welcome, welcome to On Deck with Tony and Ken. I'm your friendly neighborhood host, Tony, and I'm joined with Ken. Uh, Ken, how are you feeling? Oh, good, man. I thought he was about to call yourself Spider-Man for a second, man. We've been having too many reviews of who Spider-Man is. I'm like, whoa. (laughs) I'm Miles Morales. That's my real name. I'm Hispanic, not really. Um, Oh, man, that Congolese mixed with that Hispanic. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) Before we get into our personals, though, Ken, uh, I want to do one thing first. So, first off, I want to apologize to the few people that have been listening to us. We have a very, very small community so far. We're hoping to grow. But we, we failed you, of course, because we made a promise to ourselves to basically never miss a week um um until you know our first year that was the the personal promise and we 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 missed a couple in the past but we we gave the benefit of like doubling up episodes uh giving you a little bit extra because we we believe consistency is key but unfortunately life gets in the way and we we, we will get into that and uh, we missed almost a whole month actually maybe a little bit over a whole month and it i will take responsibility that's been mostly on me that hasn't been on ken i know ken's got a lot going on in his personal life so it could have easily been him but um more so it was me <laughs> thanks tony <laughs> i'm just saying man uh you flaky you flaky like cornflakes bro um but no it's been mostly me um i've been dealing with some stuff which i will get into maybe not in too much detail but uh before we do ken uh enough about me let's talk about me no i'm joking uh let's talk about you how you doing how you feeling um well it's it's a weird conversation i've been having with a lot of people about mm-hmm. uh what i plan to do or what i'm doing right now right and the things that you know where, where i see myself mm-hmm. not like always oh, felt five years whatever no no it's just literally where i see myself right now yes and for the next few weeks in terms of what i want to do in terms of projects and yes. even this and a lot of things and it always defaults to the same thing well my mm-hmm. friend asked me this one question um be selfish to yourself what is the one thing that you'd want is it a tesla is it a spaceship is it a million pounds is it this that that whatever whatever and i, I couldn't be selfish to myself in the sense of materialistic things right. and it always came down to one thing that one thing and it still is till today time right. okay. I want time yes. I don't have time to do everything that I want I'm not someone that has you know kids yet or a mortgage yet I don't have a wife yet I don't have you know extenuating bills I've got bills but not crazy bills like I know people have um, no one in my life is currently ill Um, mm. so I, I feel kind of like anxious like ants in my pants type thing where like all right, cool, I need to go I need to do something I need to do something because people um, don't have the opportunities that I have so let me actually capitalize on them but mm-hmm. then you know work seems to always get in the way yeah and then me feeling tired and then responsibilities with x y and z so like I, I would trade money for time if I could yeah um easily and I, I found myself in the last few weeks just not having the time to do things that I want which obviously can get on nerves and mm-hmm. it, do, it did get on my nerves it affected my mood quite a bit but um i've got a plan of what with different ways i can actually recoup time and <laughs> funny enough it's me doing more work um right. but it, it's not more work in the sense that all right cool i'm gonna do less work by doing more work no no I, i'm doing work so that i can delegate more so that i can actually um set things up so mm-hmm. that what well, once and that's the key set things up once I want to set things up so that yeah I don't have to deal with it again and therefore that is no longer a time burden on me right. and then if that doesn't work everything that I'm planning 
then yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm boy. <laughs> mm. I'm, I'm about to make a very, very, very swift decision, but I'm not right. going to get into that until I actually am there. But right. besides that, you know, family good, people good around me. You know, yeah, living life, doing what I'm doing. However, the person I've been worried about the most in these last few months is you, Tony, oh, my, my co-host, Mister. Mr. What's his What's his name? Uh, I think uh, even though it is Congolese, he sounds straight out of Dragon Ball Z. Uh, King Kai, aka Mr. Kauzeni. Um, right. If anyone could say that with you're Japanese giving, accent, you're giving, then you're you'll, you'll pronounce it absolutely right correctly. Don't you're even listen to him about it. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Your governments. Well, yeah, man, don't worry like about it, man. Exposing me right now. Um, and the thing is, no, <laughs> nobody can really pronounce it. I can barely pronounce it. It's one of those ones with my... I, I don't know if I mentioned this before, but with my, my surname... Uh, growing up you have different people pronouncing a different way your teachers your parents and all of that um i settled on kauzeni and because i've gotten kauzeni kazeni kakuzeni i don't know why they went kakuzeni there's literally and that's some kakarot ass dragon ball z type shit right the there. thing is it doesn't make you. any sense because there's only one <laughs> sound in my, my my surname like there's a k at the beginning and that's it um, so I, I just they really wanted to call you Kakarot, bro. They really did, didn't they? So I settled on Kauzeni, um, because I think it's the easiest to pronounce and it's the closest to the phonetic spelling. Um, you know, even my dad he pronounces it differently depending on whether he's speaking English, depending on when he's speaking in uh Lingala, or whether he's speaking um Swahili. So, um, you know, different accents convey different intonations but uh, that aside i'm i'm you know i'm good like let me let me get into it let me get into it so basically let me i can't be specific with it because it is is quite of an, an involved thing that's ever evolving it's an involved thing that evolves um a lot of olves in my situation but uh essentially is this right ken can you tell me like at any point in your life you felt like your family was being attacked right like there was there was agents of chaos that were descending upon you and yours and you felt like you couldn't fight back so to speak yeah man for sure a few years back happened to uh mums uh at one point yeah dad at different points but i'm not gonna try and get too much into it but yeah yeah definitely like the universe saying all right today is your test yeah oh sorry no today these next three months is your test yeah so for the past, um, I want to say year and a bit, during you know uh, most of the pandemic, um, there's been how do I say this? There's been certain factors that have uh, come across a kind of attack my family, and I know this is sounding vague, but I can't really get into it for for multitudes of reasons. But it's affected me in a, in a way profoundly, like emotionally and mentally. And I had to kind of take stock, take a break, because um, I, I I feel like for the majority of my adult life, I've been trying to take care of my family. So you know, um, pay bills, pay debts, keep the roof over the house. You know, um, long story short, there was a point in our lives where bills weren't being paid, and I wasn't informed that certain people weren't pulling their weight in my in my family's household. Um, that accrued a, a a hefty bill and uh the consequences of that was um basically being being lifted out of a house by bailiffs 
you know, they came knocking on the doors. This happened like multiple times, one of which it was so messed up. Like I was just freshly off uh, uh, surgery. Uh, I had my appendix removed and it was supposed to be like, you know, simple procedure through the, uh, the navel in and out, remove it. But they had to convert it to open. And for any person that's had like surgery before, you know, open heart surgery or uh, laparotomy. Uh, essentially, when they open you up, Ken, it actually uh, extends the the recovery process, like you know, dramatically. You know, something that initially can yeah, be like course. a month of recovery, well, maybe even a couple of weeks of recovery, it extends a little bit. So, I'm there, freshly out of surgery, and I find out all of this madness. Like, I get bailiffs out outside my door with the police, and they say, "Oh, my mom, oh, well, my mom owes a certain amount of money," and I'm like, "Wait, what?" And they break it down. It's because of this, that, and the other. It was, it was parking tickets. But, you know, sometimes when you don't take care of your business, your business takes care of you. Um, so, essentially, I had to fork out half a grand for that. I thought that was all done and this. And then this is while I'm still recovering, right? I'm so bad to the point that I can't actually sleep in my own room. I have to sleep in the living room just so I can have access to the toilet and the kitchen. Um, and I'm sleeping on the sofa because the sofa is a recliner and it makes it easier for me to actually physically get up because when you have your your abs cut into you physically can't use any core strength because your core is healing um so like getting up is like mission impossible like you can even hear the music dum 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 and sometimes you feel the mission and say you know i'm just gonna sit here and piss myself it's fine it's it's just fine um no i didn't piss myself that'll be sad um he said trying to hide the truth but uh <laughs> the following day uh, it happened again. Again, uh, the bailiffs came over and get a ring on the doorbell. And I say, what, what's going on? I really, we met yesterday. It's the same guy as well. It wasn't even a different agent. He said like, yeah, oh, that was for a different ticket. Uh, this is for another one. I'm thinking, oh my God, somebody take the car away from my mom because she clearly can't drive. Um, so I paid that one, another half a grand out of my pocket. Uh, at this point, it's about a month later. later I'm recovered. I'm back to work. Um, I've lost quite a bit of money from that pay packet because um, I was off a month. So there's a certain enhancement I have from my work and it's usually uh, dependent on uh, my attendance of work. It's silly, but it is what it is. Um, I'm blessed in the regards of the fact that I actually get the enhancement in the first place. So I take a knock from that because I, I literally lose a month worth of that uh, only to find out that um, we're behind on the rent and we're behind on the council tax. And I'm like, oh, okay and it's a lot it's a lot so it ends up clearing out all of my savings at the time uh and it also i had to take a loan as well uh all while still paying off certain things around the house like uh, i bought like a sofa not too long uh before that that was like about three grand and i was like paying that off uh so at that point in time that was like the first point in time where i, I you know the heat was on so i did what i had to do i used my savings i i uh got a loan two loans i believe uh paid off everything uh eventually actually fully paid off those debts i think ooh 2018 2019 somewhere right i was very like diligent in like i don't want to be in debt for a long period of time so this all started in 2017 and i was out of debt about 2018 2019 uh just a lot of putting all of my money towards paying that off and not really having a lot of fun. Uh, flash forward to today where, you know, everything is good. Everything is good in my life, but you know, certain things happen during the pandemic besides the pandemic itself. You think, you know, things can't get any shit. Things can get shitty again. And they did. And, um, 
my family's been attacked again. You know, agents of chaos have conspired. And uh, you can't really do much with certain things. Some things are kind of out of your hands. You can't solve them with money, time, or, you know, fists or weapons or retaliation. It's just a matter of staying true to the course and hoping um, things come out on the other side. So when it came down to it and I was looking at the idea of let me get on the podcast pretend like i'm happy joe fuel joe and about to bust some jokes talk crap about a movie or talk positively about a movie or tv show or whatever and i just i couldn't bring myself to do it if rang false i thought i can't really fix the things going wrong in my life i can only wait i can't necessarily pretend in any real way to be uh entertaining um because that's what you need to do like to be on something like this you kind of need to entertain that's why people listen you know they 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 they, for the most part you hope they're there for the information but they kind of sticking around for the personality and my personality just wasn't there it was dead you know it it was put on his knees and somebody put a bullet to his head it was dead um yeah and it's just recently resurrected that's why we're back here today so you know I want to apologize for the people that have actually cared enough. You know, some of my friends that have actually tuned in and they, they hit me up every so often. Hey man, I listened to a couple of episodes. Yo, that's on good stuff. Keep it going. I'm going to keep listening. Oh, that's my commute um, podcast. You know, I love what you're doing. And it's like, I've, I feel like I've let those people down that actually bang for us, want us to succeed in this endeavor. And uh, we've, me personally, I felt like I've, I've failed and I want to apologize to you, Ken, because I know there's been times where, you, you know, you, you've kind of hit me up and say like, oh, we good to go. And I'll say, yeah. And I'll say, oh, can we push it to another day? And I keep pushing it and pushing it and pushing it. And next thing you know, I pushed it a month. Um, so suffice to say, it's, it's, it's not been a positive time. But with any time of tumult or stress or pressure of, it's, it's all a test, right? It's a test of fortitude. It's a test of your character as a person. And that month, I was severely tested. And I didn't, I didn't quite make the grade, Ken. Came out with a couple of Ds, a couple of Es, a couple of Fs, a couple of Us, Ken. Remember the days when you people mm. used to get Us? Us people, was still like, can say, people can still get Us. Dude, like for, for people that are outside of the UK, um, American stuff like, you lot stop grading at F, right? We we have this thing called a U, which which is called unclassifiable. Basically, saying that you have done so bad, we can't even classify you in terms of a percentage or grade or score number. You are a U. That's also just to just to clarify as well. Yeah. Um, we're not going through the alphabet. We're not going through the elemental P's or anything. No, no, no. Like it, it goes well. It's it's changed recently. It's changed. Now. It's a number system. A star now. A B C D. E, F, and then U. It's it, funny it that it's letters. like F, U, right? Like when you fail, it's like F, U, brother. Like that's yeah, yeah, how bad yeah, you, you go did. past the F, F go you. straight to the U. Yeah, um, But yes, yeah, it's, it's a number system now. So depending on what exam board and what test you're taking, it mm-hmm. goes 98765432, and U. Yeah. Uh, enough it's technically of, a zero. Enough of that, though. Enough of my, my personal dramas and my woe is me is like I'm, I'm in a good place now everything's good I've been playing basketball well, again been just, trying just, to just, eat just, right? just, just to add to that though yeah um, you know not, not to be stealing cliche <laughs> uh, comments from different people but you know you went through some stuff yeah. and, and you know you're, you're recovering from it like the, the test the, the test of of a person's mind and heart isn't based on what they went through 
It's about how they come out of it. Because I know people that go through worse. I know people that have gone through less. And some people just come out worse than they than than they were before what they went through. So, you know, for the fact that we're back on here uh, recording, that you're back on here, and you, you're sounding a lot more positive than you than you have in a very long time. Mm-hmm. That's a, a bigger that's a bigger congrats, man. Because once again, it's not about what you went through, it's about how you're pulling yourself out of and how you're getting through it, and you, you're you're pushing through it. So. Big props, bro. Let's just let's keep it moving. Let's keep it hustling. Like you know, it's long overdue, but you know, as long as we're here, yeah. But um, let's let's actually get into the show, Ken. And you know, we 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 like to start off with the news. I'm not Huey Lewis, but this is the news. Uh, and I think the first topic of the news I want to talk about. Uh, just to, let's get the negative out of the way, or is it a positive? Uh, Robert Kelly, R. Kelly, for those. That, that don't know has finally been convicted of multiple multiple assault allegations some of which are still pending in other states but in the state i believe in the state of new york he has been convicted of multiple uh, uh, uh allegations of sexual assault and racketeering uh ken are you familiar yeah. with racketeering I wasn't even. I didn't even know about the racketeering one until recently. Yeah. Yeah. So um, that's 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 the th- crazy thing is like that's what he's got now. He's still got a few more things in other states. Um, I think he yes he has he's got uh, one pending in the state of Illinois, but I could be wrong about that one. Um, in terms of which state it is, but um, this guy is facing potentially up to a hundred years in prison. He's um, done, bro. He's done. He he can't pull a Bill Cosby on this one. Like that was a whole mess within itself. But I mean, you know, Bill yeah, Cosby was only able to pull that because this is the thing. So the Bill Cosby up. thing, right? This both sides played the game. Cosby just won because the other side cheated and couldn't hide it. That's the only difference. Like people get it twisted. Bill Cosby is not innocent. He was found guilty. No. He made a deal yeah. to say that hey, you lot couldn't get me legally, but in this civil suit that I have to pay money for. Because that's the thing, a lot of people don't realize the difference between a lawsuit and a civil suit. A lawsuit, you're facing time in prison. A civil suit, your money's facing time in somebody else's prison called their wallet. That's the only difference, right? So they couldn't get him legally because there wasn't necessarily enough tangible evidence there. Whereas with a civil suit, it's not dependent on that. It's dependent on whether you can actually appeal to the... to lack of a better word the audience there that is like yo this guy did that shit to me and this has affected me it's like so when it came down to it he admitted to it so he can get round the 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 legal ramifications going prison he made a deal with the da at that time that da said okay cool paid off the women in terms of the civil case then when it came down to it that da got replaced by another da and that da said no 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 son I'm going to make my bones on this. I'm going for him. I'm going for the throat. I don't care about what deal you made before. That's with that old chump. I'm the new man in town. I'm the new sheriff. And this sheriff saying, I didn't hear nothing. I wasn't in that room. I wasn't in that place where you made that deal. What deal? What are we talking about here, bro? You do that. You did that stuff. You're going to prison. So that came to light. Bill Cosby managed to get out. To be fair, Bill Cosby got out of prison. He's also getting out of life. He's an old man. He doesn't have long to live. So. R. Kelly is not a you know, terribly young man, but he's still got years under his belt. 
But with this conviction and the subsequent pending law, uh, court cases that most likely they're going to use this as a kind of a, a character thing where, you know, they'll say, yo, my man's already guilty of this in another state. Clearly he's guilty of it here. Throw the book at him, judge, and the, bu- the, the judge is going to go into his gown, find the biggest book and smack it at the back of his head and said, you're done, son. And Robert Kelly, R. Kelly, yeah. R. R. Kelly, you know, he's going he's gonna, to he's gonna actually get to know the idea of, you know, what it actually means, like, to be pissed on from the other perspective. Because you know <laughs> when he goes in... <laughs> They're going to be making a movie out of R. Kelly. Listen, Tone, when I say the internet does not ever fail to entertain, the memes have been crazy. Hey, hey, yo, Robert, when I say toot toot, you better say beep beep. Like, yo, people have been going wild. Absolutely wild. Um, And you know what? I'm in two minds actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first mind is I'm enjoying the the uh, the crass jokes, the the ridiculousness of it all. Yeah. Uh, on the other side, yeah, we really shouldn't be joking about you know prison rape and and you know you know we can all talk about like people get their just dessert like oh like mm-hmm. it comes with the territory you mm-hmm. shouldn't have committed a crime blah 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 but it's still you know not something we should really joke about. It's, it's it, actually it sh- a big problem. It shouldn't in prisons. It <laughs> and, shouldn't. You know. But it's gallows, ain't gonna stop people from doing it. It's gallows ain't gonna stop humor, from chuckling right? Every now and again, you know, when you're when you're kind of faced with with darkness, you know, sadness, you know, grief, loss. Sometimes the levity of it gets you through, right? Now, the only reason why I can joke about R. Kelly is because he's a, he's a sick guy from from all of these allegations, be they be true, because that's the thing about court, right? That people don't get. It's not really about what is true; is what you can prove. Now, mm-hmm. with R. Kelly. There's abundance of evidence there. My man tried to get... Well, he didn't try. He succeeded in marrying a minor. Because you, you know about the whole Aaliyah thing, right? That he, he yeah. falsified papers to marry Aaliyah. Do you know why, why he did it? No. Why did he? So he did it. He, he, he did it because he was worried that he got Aaliyah pregnant. So he would get married to her in another state. So he wouldn't get done for statutory rape. Oof. So, oh, Robert, <laughs> you know, oh, Robert, he, you know, with his wife, he, he, you know, obviously grown woman, but he abused her mentally and physically, kept her locked in that house, you know, had other women around as a harem, if you, for lack of a better word, and abused them at the same time, had, had, had women in compromised situations whereby he would tell them what to do physically to entertain himself. Um, and apparently he was a head of a, of human, human trafficking ring. Like, so yeah, he, was, he was ahead of a, a part of a kind of like a sex cult thing as well. Now that's the thing, right? That's the thing we have to get into now. Well, I, we don't need to get into it because we're not the police. We don't, we don't get paid for this, but what they need to get into now, and they haven't really spoken about is that with rac- there, there can, there cannot be racketeering of one, you know? Um, no, of course not. Same way with it, like, you know, when they say a conspiracy to commit a crime or commit murder as a conspiracy requires more than one participant. And so is the case with racketeering. So with that racket, who else was playing tennis? That's the question. Well, that's what that's what Robert has been saying. He's been saying, yo, putting me away. 
I'm about to spill the beans on this bitch. Like he's saying he knows people in the industry that he um, are aware of doing some shady business. Mm -hmm. So it seems like either very, very soon, depending on who can get to him to threaten him to say, close your mouth or whatever, he's about to spill the beans. Like it it seems like this is not the end. People might think that, and it always feels that way when it comes to uh, something like this, where it's like, okay, the end. They put the bad guy away, whatever, whatever. But rarely it ever ends. I remember feeling that for the first time with Pablo Escobar going through his documentary on the TV and the yeah. Netflix show as well. Where it's like, all right, cool. They got him. They, they spoiler alert, they killed him. Yeah. Um, the US government. And then people were like, yeah, we finally got the bad guy that was wreaking havoc with his uh, uh, drug cartel. Well, it caused a vacuum it doesn't end. No. It means like one person dying or one person being put away doesn't end racketeering, doesn't end uh, drug trafficking. Yeah. So all that's going to happen is all this energy and attention is on R. Kelly. Yeah. So it's distracting from the other people that are actually probably still in the game and doing, you know, all the craziness that they have been doing. So, and if R. Kelly is saying that he's about to reveal some stuff, that even tells you even more so that it's still here. It never went away. People are still doing craziness and madness. So, I, you know, you've got, you got a point there, right? In terms of all of the people doing madness, but the specific people that I want to know about doing the madness is the people that close their eyes to this, right? I'm talking about the managers. I'm talking about the driver that had R. Kelly and these women's in the back of their car. I'm talking about the the the, the hotels that clearly saw. R. Kelly rolling in with a teenage girl still in her uniform into his room and not doing anything about it. all of these people need to be held accountable. Every single needs to be like, I know some of these people probably like had sleepless nights because they probably feel. feel I, I have a question for you. Tom, yeah. Man. Because oddly enough, there's something I've been thinking about recently, uh, similar to what we're talking about now. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm a, I'm a big believer of minding your business. Mm-hmm. However, when does minding your business have to stop? Because I, I like even when I was trying to get petrol the other day. By the way, guys, for, if anyone's listening outside the UK, we're in a petrol issue right now, and I spent about forty minutes trying to get petrol. But mm-hmm. I digress. But even when I was trying to get petrol, people were already beefing. Yeah, and you know the the hero me thing, like let me step out and 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 save a citizen. I'm like, nope. I'm gonna mind my business, get my petrol, and yeah. bust out of here. You know what I mean? But the the question is, when are you meant to cross that line to actually? you know, step in and say something or do something because a lot of situations, like, just like we've seen for years when, yeah. like, oh, a black family's being hassled by X, Y, and Z person because they don't believe they're from this area and then they call the police on them. It's like, yeah, mind your business. Is it because of my skin that you're now harassing me? Mind your business. That's a And fa- fair enough, that's that's relatively different. Actually, that's very different from some of the things that we are talking about. But I want to ask you, because obviously that's an extreme of, of a more passive one. Yeah. What is the, when do you stop minding your business or when do you start not minding your business? That's a, that's, that's a really great question, Ken. And I guess we could probably do like a whole episode on this, to be fair. Uh, but I guess the w- best way I can describe it is with a, with a story that happened to me, like in my life. It was a real pivotal moment in my life. I learned a lot of things from it. But... um. Did your voice get deeper? Yeah, you know, it's like... the puberty kick in? It's related. When I was a very young man, I was in my (laughs) teens, right? Right. And I I wasn't a very popular guy. I was a bit nerdish, a little bit bit reclusive in in my kind of own space. I had friends, but not a lot. 
and a certain thing happened to me. <clears throat> I actually got infected uh, with a disease and I got over it. You know, I healed up. I got stronger, like, you know, became stronger. And I got a little bit of confidence out of it um, in terms of going through that turmoil. And, you know, teen angst, it happens. And, you, you know, you grow with it and you, you get a little bit of arrogance. And I decide, you know what? I'm going to pursue a career in amateur wrestling. And when I go to get paid for one of my fights, the uh, manager says, like, well, I can't afford to pay you. Then later on, he, wait, wait, gets, wait. Sorry, 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 he sorry. gets broken sorry, into and they steal all of his money. And um, I said, well, it's not my problem. You didn't pay me, bruv. And when I, no, when I kind of walked down the road, I noticed that, oh, my God, my, my uncle has no. been shot and killed. No, you're, you're an idiot, and- bruv. I knew he was going here, bruv. Shut up, bro. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> my guy started off being Marvel and so now he's fully telling Spider-Man's story. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so yeah, that's clearly not my story. For any people in the know, that's the, the origin story of uh, of Spider Man. Wow. Uh, you had me. I was like, wait a minute, this guy got stronger. No, 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 no. I had you going oh, with my earnestness, man. but the point that I'm making is this: with great power comes with great responsibility. No, up, bro. Like, bro, this. No, no, you're done, bro. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. Um, no, but it still it still applies, right? Because it, it, there's consequences to this stuff. When you kind of, if you keep turning, turning the other cheek, it allows for so much evil to happen in the world. And sometimes you have to draw the line and says, "I will not be a part of this anymore. I will stand up. I would use my web fluid and string up these R. Kellys of the world." And leave a but note how? for the police. The question is, is how, how how would you do it in that situation though? So in because that situation or like other situations, or seeing the being the driver or anything, how do you address that? How do you actually stop that? Honestly, man, it's like you kind of like you put your money where your mouth is. If you're your dri- if you're a driver, you say like, I don't care if you're R. Kelly. What you're doing is wrong, and I'm gonna tell everybody. Right? I'm gonna I'm just I'm gonna let the world know. Like, what can you do? Fire me? Like. Your hope is like he's not crazy enough to kill you, but all of these people, I feel like they're well, more. He might fire you. But that's the thing, right? You can get other jobs. You can get oh, other jobs. Let, like, let's not lie, Tony. Like, as as easy it is as getting jobs, because yes, it is pretty straightforward to get a job. But to get a job that sustains the life you want to live, or at least allows you to survive, it's not always that easy. No, it's not that, it's easy. Not that easy. But can you survive knowing? that you are driving around a pedophile. Boy. Can you eat your me? bread, cut the slices and make a sandwich, and each time you take a bite, you're seeing that recording of R. Kelly doing the remix to That's Pissing. Oh, jeez. Well, me, I, I couldn't, I would never feel right about it. But once again, I, can't, I can only speak of myself in my current state where I'm not in a very, very dire situation financially family wise or i might need you know whatever you know what i mean like mm. I, w- I want to go into this more so when we do eventually get onto squid games mm-hmm. whenever we do talk about it but i'm not going to try and get into it now but the whole idea of like when push comes to shove when you're put in a very dark corner what are you allowed what are you going to like what part of your humanity are you just going to sweep underneath the rug what part of you are you just going to turn a blind eye to because of the problems that are going on in your life and how your current situation would be majorly affected by it so yeah man it, it's um 
it's a weird one because I can't speak on it because I'm not in that situation myself. Yeah. You know, I think, I think in life we, we find ways to compromise ourselves for the things that we have a need or we want. Right. Um, we want that promotion. Maybe we need that promotion, more money. And we're, we're almost willing to put up with that racist, abusive boss. Right. Cause everybody else is kind of turning the other cheek. Like this guy's clearly a, a dickhead. And nobody's reported him because guess what? They all want the promotion as well. Um, but it's, it's, again, it goes back to like, what can you go to sleep with? What can you comfortably say will not give you nightmares, you know? And it's deeper than that. It's deeper than that in a sense that like, can you allow other people to have those nightmares? If somebody is compromised, if somebody is clearly the victim right and you say to yourself well i can go to sleep like i'm getting paid 100k a year I, I sleep like a baby i don't have any nightmares are you okay with that other person having the trauma ergo the nightmares from what they're being they're going for because uh, uh, honestly ken i see it two ways even with that um that R. Kelly documentary where the guy's spilling the tea about he was actually involved with sneaking Aaliyah in and out and he actually was complicit in signing the papers. Honestly, I only think that a reason why that guy actually sp spoke up now, I don't think it's out of guilt. I think some of these people, it's not out of guilt. It's basically they already made their deal with the police and they've given their testimony as evidence and the payoff for it was they don't do any jail time. But guarantee you, they were literally either involved or complicit in all of that nastiness. And they were more than happy to be there. Like to go well, that long, because obviously there's a, there's a certain group of people that literally stopped working with him early on, like quit. And were literally screaming to the high heavens about how messed up it is. And people said, well, he made ignition though. He made, I believe, I could, that's, the, that's the thing, right? For the past 30 odd oh, we're years. We're going back to that Boondocks episode, huh? That's the, it's the truth though Beanlocks had it right they had it right because for the past 30 odd years the excuse was I mean yeah that's messed up but he makes good music and I think that's another point of discussion maybe we save it for another episode but like the, the idea of separating the artist from the art I think that's a fascinating thing and I think we can get into the weeds in that um because there's a lot of these artists out there, not m necessarily just messed up in terms of legal things, but messed up in terms of their ideologies. And because we forget, right? Somebody like Hitler was an artist before he was a dictator. And maybe there's some people out there that, you know, were big fans of his art before. I don't know. Or now. Who knows? If you're a fan of Hitler's art now, can you separate the art from the artist is that I can still appreciate this dictator's, this, this homicidal maniac, this holocaustist, that's not even a word, but <laughs> holocaustist. like he holocausted the place, man. Can you yeah. separate the man from the monster? And I think that's a, it's a deeper conversation to be had, but um, man, with great power comes great responsibility. If you have the opportunity to do right, by somebody i think you have the moral imperative to do so um no i i i i slightly disagree but mm. i still uh get 
the, the, the sentiment. I I think you have a choice. You have the choice, with, with but that's power. morality, right? Mora- morality yeah, yeah, is yeah, still yeah. a choice. I, I know, I know. I know, I know. I, I think it's more of the sense with great power comes <laughs> more choice. Mm-hmm. And that's and that's the bare bones of it. Mm-hmm. So you get more money, you get more, you become more affluent, or even if you have more control over certain parts of the world, mm-hmm. whether you're predest- uh, prime minister, um, president or whatever, you now have a choice with your power. Mm-hmm. You can either choose to help people and you can choose not to help people or just help yourself. Mm-hmm. And then that's where the morals come into it. I have a choice to do all these things. Morally, do I want to do that? Morally, mm-hmm. do I hold myself to account to actually do that? Am I going to uh, get into a philanthropy? Am I actually trying to make a change? Or am I trying to make a quick buck or a quick couple billion and dip out? Mm. It's really people just have more choice. And the lack of choice is also scary as well. Um, Not knowing or not having the choice to do certain things might lead you down certain pathways. The whole like, um, why is Batman beating on criminals <laughs> when he knows that they're just the poor people in Gotham where his money could have actually helped them mm-hmm. come out of it, but the guy want to dress up like a bat. Yeah. As one extreme example, you know, even down to the driver of R. Kelly or the people that work in this certain place, I really need this job. I don't have the luxury or the choice to be a superhero yeah. because they'll shake my hand, pat me on the back, but then I'm now out of my money. Like I, I'm not, they're not going to gift me a million pounds. Even like um, those people in that zombie film with Batista, when like where I feel like we missed out, and I told you, and we said it in during the um, um, the review, mm-hmm. where I feel like there was a film that we should have watched first because that's where we would have seen Batista like be the hero, like yeah, you saved the world, and now you're working in a cafe. Mm-hmm. What you literally saved the world. So some people don't have the luxury to be the hero uh, yeah. sometimes because, or, or they feel like, let me make sure I get my wording correctly. Uh, um, they don't feel like they get to be the hero sometimes because of the things that they're going through in in the in their world. And maybe their morals will take them out of it and, uh, and prompt them to actually do something. Do you know what? I don't care. I might be losing out on money. I might be losing out on my life. So my lifestyle might be even harder after this. Let me actually step up and do something. Mm-hmm. And that's where your morals come in. So choice becomes very, very the the, cho- the choice to do something to do the right thing becomes very very difficult when you have little uh, options after it, but a lot easier when you are when you have more power, more and more money. Yeah. But also, the choice to not do anything and just fulfill your deepest desires. Mm-hmm. You know, with uh, in this case with Robert underage girls uh, becomes incredibly easy as well. Yeah. So um, yeah, I I think you know. Yes, great power does give you great responsibility, but that's only if you choose to take up that responsibility. Peter Parker could have just been out here. He could have turned into a villain. He could have made multi-millions, but mm-hmm. my guy chose to pay rent in New York yeah. and swing around in America uh, in, uh, to save uh, uh, people that are abusing their power. Yeah, man. It, it's it's it, a weird it's, thing, man. It's an interesting thing. Um, yeah. On the note of the Batman thing, though, I will interject and say this, right? Because I've seen that argument mm-hmm. before, like where he could have used his billions to actually help people instead of beating them up. But for, and I've actually had people a conversation with people face to face. Not that that's wrong. I think that's actually a commendable thing. But the 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 flip side of that coin is this: is like there's no guarantee that that money will be used in a good way there's there's, even now in this real world that we live in and it's like can you really trust companies like oxfam you can't truth is you can't a lot of these charities you just can't but that aside right 
let's take away Batman from the scenario. When that point is raised, I say it's like, well, why doesn't the government do that? Why don't we just get rid of the police? Because if you want to talk about, you know, vigilante force, yeah, vigilanteism is illegal, but the idea is he is protecting the city of Gotham, right? Now that's replaced Batman with the police. They are protecting the city of Gotham. And there's billions going into the police. Why don't we just not have the police force and just give that money to the people? So it's one of those ones I think is a very easy argument to make when it comes to like Batman, obviously fictional character. Uh, why doesn't Bruce Wayne just use his money? Um, why, don't, why don't the police do? Why don't we just get rid of the police? You want to get rid of the Batman? He's just beating up people and putting them in prison, putting them in Arkham. The police are just beating up people and putting them in prison. You know, some of them, okay. some of them are criminals. Some of them are innocent it people. Like, it's, it sounds like about execution and trust. And Civil War talked about it a lot, mm-hmm. uh, to quote another um, comic book film. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it, it's, it's about trust and execution. Yeah. Um, but no, nobody, nobody, Tony were, were, were arguing about. But that's the thing. And, nobody trusts the government. Yeah. Nobody trusts the police. And Well, that's the point I'm trying to get yeah. to. That's the point I'm trying to get to. Because it, if we had full trust of the government... Um, and the government did, and we trusted that they would do the right thing every single time, mm-hmm. which unfortunately history has said that they haven't, yeah. and they haven't. Then yeah, if we if everything was working the way it's supposed to work, then we wouldn't have as many issues. We still have issues, yeah. for sure, but then things would move forward. The whole left versus right thing wouldn't be a big issue; it would just be people yeah. rather than the opposition type thing. Yeah. So you know, with the execution side of things, so putting trust to the side, you know, it, it's about how would someone if we're going to keep with the analogy how would bruce wayne you know use his money or how would someone affluent use their money to kind of not necessarily work you know against the law by being a vigilante but like work not even entirely with the law but work within your jurisdiction of how you understand how things work mm-hmm. without actually breaking the law but actually moving things forward yeah there's been cases in the past oh, there was one thing that i thought that was amazing where they I can't remember if it was a kid. They found a solution for this for this thing. And it was like, oh, why didn't the government do that? Mm-hmm. Instead of spending a stupid amount of money on this thing. Yeah. Someone actually found a solution, implemented it, didn't wait for the government to do it. They just did it and then things moved forward. Yeah. Um Yeah. Like if you if you're a smart person and you're someone like Bruce Wayne or if you have a lot of uh, power and influence and potentially money, yeah. then you can find solutions without actually involving uh, the government as much no that's true um that's true I, yeah. I do have two counterpoints one is this please um if if bruce wayne could solve it without being batman that's beautiful would not read that comic book because that'll be dry could you imagine each issue <laughs> where it's like bruce wayne just talking and writing checks or in the next batman as an analogy and then obviously we wouldn't read that shit in the next exciting episode of bruce wayne does stuff with the poor <laughs> like Okay, that aside, but it's like, um, yeah. in real, let's talk real life, right? Um, I always go back to this idea of uh, communism, the reason why I don't believe communism will work. Um, because that's the idea, right? If, if rich people did actually consider their money and say, hey, we got a lot of money, let's actually do this to better the world, is that whether rich or poor, it doesn't matter. The key thing is this, right? Why co- things like communism doesn't work, it only takes one person to want more. That's it. So even if you're, even if you're a billionaire, and you're altruistic, you want you're willing to give all of your money 
to solve all of these problems, right? On both sides, there's rich people that want to be more rich, and there's poor people that don't really care about their neighbors being poor and just want to be rich themselves. It just takes one person to say, I want more. And you think about things like criminal enterprises, you know, whether it's on the case of like street level crime, if you want to call it that, or very organized things where it's like literally whole governments are criminals within themselves is because they're not satisfied with the idea of helping the world. They don't care. They just want more than their neighbor. They, it doesn't matter if they have all of the money. They want more of all of the money. See, that's, that's an interesting idea because when you think about it, let's say someone achieves it. Maybe like, um, you know, you've lived quite a few decades and now you've amassed an amazing amount of wealth mm-hmm. and power. Now what? You see what I mean? Yeah. It's almost as if we're hardwired to always go for more. Yeah. Or I want to be make sure I'm okay. And I want to make sure I got more and more and more and more. And now I've made it this far in the government. Now the government are relying on me and this, 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 this is. Yeah. I've reached an almost unobtainable level of success. Yeah. That I could easily help people, but I choose not to because I want more. Yeah. But what's at the end? Why? What like what's, see what's the that's purpose? that's an interesting thing you just said there, right? Now, let's consider that person that comes to the point of like, well, what is left, right? And he becomes altruistic. He basically says, do you know what? I've done everything. I have everything. I want to give back. Now, on the flip side of that, he is a, he is a good person. There's another person now. Assuming, assuming ass- that's what he wants to do. That, that's assuming that's what he wants to do, right? Because obviously the other side of it is that guy doesn't want to do that whatsoever. And he still wants to, he has a, a hole in his heart and he wants to keep him massive. But let's go for the guy that's actually reached the pinnacle. He's the only trillionaire on the planet. And he said, there's nothing else to get. I have everything. I want to give back, right? There's the guy in the rafters that says, I don't have that. I want all of it. I want what you have. Envy. Envy exists in humanity. I don't know how we eradicate that. But there's that neighbor that says, I'm not satisfied with what I have, but I want what you have and I'm willing to do it. I'll take it by any means necessary. And you can argue that might have been the birth of the first criminal enterprise. Maybe it came from a place of desperation. Maybe it came from a place of envy. Who really knows? That's a greater, amp- uh, um, what's the word? Am- anthropolo- anthropological discussion. You know, the nature of avarice. Um, it sounds like the birth of Infinity Ultron. I mean, because he he was looking for purpose, so he just kept on going, and going yeah, and going, and now, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah, like I think I think he, that one's interesting because obviously he's a machine. You're when you're a machine and you have a program, your program literally has. Uh, well, you don't think we're not programmed, Tony? I think I think, I think we're a bit more fluid than that. I think we do have imperatives, but we're fl- fluid. We're ever evolving, and that's why we can evolve past the point of hunter gatherer and just survivalist to the idea of charity. Not a lot of species on the planet have a concept of charity. You know, you don't look at a dolphin and says like, "Hey, I got all of this." tuna right here i'm going to share it with my neighbor like dolphins don't really think about it. Golf- dolphins really and truly are sea dictators they're bullies they beat up sharks so <laughs> for all of those people out there that loves dolphins screw you okay you are abetting the hitlers of the sea um but 
I, wow. <laughs> I think I think I think that's the truth of it, right? You know, communism even failed in Russia when they were the big communist boys. Because guess what? Their system was corrupt. You look at China, which is still communist, right? They got they got a president that's been dead for how long? And he's still president. How is that possible? Because certain people want to keep that power. It's not about getting everybody on the same level of uh, elevating people. It just takes that one person to say, I want more than you have. Or that person has a lot. I want to take it. Yeah, I I, I agree, unfortunately. Um, Because it's it's a sad realisation. And oddly enough, I see a um, (laughs) uh, in recent history very very recent history we we have seen this happen time and time again it just takes one mm-hmm. i like that that's one of the most the biggest things that you've said today um because uh, and i've been annoyed about this for 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 um however long this has been happening yeah before. but um I, I said earlier today about how petrol short, short shortages are happening and i blame the media completely because it feeds into what you just said yeah the media said oh don't panic buy. Yeah. Now, those three words, don't panic buy. What do you think people are going to do? They're going to read gonna the subtitles. That they're going to think about that pink elephant, yeah. right? They're going to think about that pink elephant, right? Don't think about a pink elephant. Now it's in your head. Yeah. That's exactly what people are going to do. Yeah. And it just takes one person to be like, wait a minute. Huh? And then everyone goes crazy. To be fair, like, like I be, I, with a statement of don't panic buy, it comes with subtitles of please panic buy. Right. I feel like there's a bigger conspiracy behind it, but I'm not trying to get into that. Mm. But it's the whole idea of what you said about, you know, it just takes one yeah. person to make everyone just reshuffle themselves because now it's like, oh, but they're trying to get ahead. So even though I'm trying to be altruistic and, and, and forward thinking, I kind of have to keep up because they'll get this thing that I want to help other people. Mm-hmm. So you ultimately become the person that you don't want to become to help people. That's almost contradictory. But, once again, that's what we're living with. It happened with toilet tissue. That, that was that was a people. madness. It was beautiful. It was a beautiful lesson in exactly what we're talking about. People will go absolutely crazy over things because one person panics. Yeah. One person decides, do you know what? I'm going to be the bad guy or I'm going to do this, this, this. The reason why we don't want peace because one dictator or one leader from hundreds and thousands of years has been happening for literally centuries. I want that land. So, oh, those peaceful people that we're now going to eradicate from our history books don't have any defenses. Mm-hmm. So the people that wanted to be peaceful and not actually getting weapons or trained to be the best defenders because we don't want like war, mm-hmm. were slim pickings. Yeah. Were easy pickings and got clipped off the, <laughs> the, off the, uh, the history books. So it's almost as if you have to lower yourself to the standards of the people that are the loudest or the strongest or the most craziest yeah. to actually move forward. Imagine if Elon Musk and Jeff Bezos actually have a big plan to save the world. Yeah. But they've done so much craziness with Amazon and Tesla and all the problems that they've had and the lawsuits and whatever. And they 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 took the blunt of that. They 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 wanted to be seen as villains, mm-hmm. right? Just so that they could do something towards the end. Yeah. But that, that's assuming that's what they're doing. I but mean, imagine if the, they, that's the kind of thing they want to do. These guys are crazy anyway. They they're all trying to get to space for some reason. I I, I really don't know, but um on that note we can also you know something we don't know they probably do there's probably like i don't know space dolphins that they're trying to get before they get to us they're, they're probably trying to protect us we don't know um omni man's out there omni man oh god could you imagine could you imagine i'll i'll be the first one in the queue to say like hey everybody listen to me carefully there's only one way we survive this 
we get on our knees and we beg Omni-Man not to mess us up because he will. Just kiss his feet. We're not winning this one. <laughs> we will be your pets. Yes. <laughs> For life. Uh, on, 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 an, on another note, uh, in terms of the, the next... Uh, new story. We were actually stuck on that new story for a very long time. Uh, but oh no, it went it went to very good places. It went into good, but interesting places. Uh, yeah. This one is is also interesting for a different reason. But uh, Disney and Scarlett Johansson have actually come yep. to an agreement uh, on a yep. settlement for the uh, just to give some some flavor, some context. So um, when Black Widow came out the uh, anticipated Marvel movie. Uh, it was re- released both on Disney streaming platform uh, to pay for uh, and cinema at the same time. Uh, suffice to say, a lot of studios wanted to avoid the whole dual streaming and cinema thing because they think like, some people are the argument that is degrading film and thinking, get over yourself because this is what we do. We stream, right? We're in a pandemic. We, go, we can't go to cinema. And the other side of it is like, truly financial it's like we don't want to get rid of cinemas because that's how we make our bread and butter these streaming platforms are on the race to the bottom and that's fair enough you want to be able to you know be able to produce keep these people employed like cameramen and all of the assistants and all of that because it's a big business there's there's a lot of jobs um so it it comes out in cinema and streaming platform it doesn't do that great. It does great in terms of considering we're in a pandemic, but it doesn't do great in considering that, like, you know, Disney at this point, if your movie's not making above 500 million, what are you doing wrong? You know, if you're, if you're a Marvel movie and you're not making at least more than 500 million, what are you doing wrong? Because you have to bear in mind, a lot of these budgets are high, $200 million. Then considering the fact that to match that in marketing, because a lot of times we don't actually get the marketing budget, but the rule of thumb is usually like, 100 million on top or 150 million on top sometimes it's 200 million on top case in point of batman versus superman and justice league those marketing budgets were huge so to, to that point is that even if you make a movie for 200 million and you get a return of 300 million you're not actually in profit yet because you still haven't made your money back from all of the marketing that you've done so if your budget is 200 million and your market is 100 million and you make only 300 million you're te- you've technically lost money. So for all of those people that have never got when people say like, oh, Batman versus Superman was a flop and it made eight, but, but it made 800 million, it's because that movie as a whole costs about 350 million because they also had like extensive reshoots and their marketing budget was almost, I want to say 200 million. So that's 550 million and it only made 800 million. It's like when it comes to the idea of a flop, yes, it made 300 million on top is that, but you spent almost half a billion to make that. That's not yeah, really I mean, cost effective. I, I do wonder with these studios. Yes. Because um, they're, they're aware of it. Mm-hmm. They're aware of this, that like, okay, if it flops or if it doesn't make as much money as it needs to, uh, we have to recoup that money somehow. Mm-hmm. So I, I want to know what other uh, techniques that they use to try and recoup money from the franchise, you know? This, the, the hope is active the, in the cinema. Because I know there's merchandise yeah. happening, but I know there must be other things that people can do to sometimes, foster those numbers. Sometimes they so just take they the L. Back. The truth is, a lot of these studios just take the L. That's just yeah. the fact of the bit of business. You take the L. Because a lot of people don't realise this, right? Um, in terms of the whole business of Warner Brothers, right? Um, they were actually trying to sell off uh, their gaming division. So they have multiple divisions under Time Warner. And recently they merged with Discovery. Um, but... Yeah. 
the reason why they were doing that is because Time Warner itself, I think, had a debt of, uh, I want to say, $150 billion. I could be wrong about that. Uh, but it was a, a large amount of money. Um, so they were trying to sell off assets. Um, one of it was the gaming division, which a lot of studios were interested in. But the reason, biggest reason why it never really happened is because they weren't getting all of that IP. So the things like Batman, The Dark Knight, um, the sorry, the the Arkham... The Arkham series, they wouldn't be getting that because that's a Warner Brothers property. You'll be getting the Warner Gaming Division, but you won't get those licensing deals. Um, so when it comes down to it, this is a very complicated money game. With Scarlett Johansson and Disney, I thought at first I was kind of of the mind is like, you need to consider where we are in the world, right? Disney, you're, uh, Disney's trying to recruit money on a very expensive film. That movie, that movie, I think it was two hundred million dollars. Um, yeah. And well, you're releasing the pandemic because you already delayed it a year and a bit. Kind of have to shit or get off the pot. So they released the film, anticipating that it might not get the numbers that we expect because even things open up, people are still afraid to go to cinema because guess what? We're still in a pandemic. People be dying off of this Rona. So they said, okay, we're going to put it on Disney Plus. So we're going to get that money off of the subscription because you still have to pay like five pounds, five dollars to get in. Then the twenty dollars on top, or thirty dollars and or twenty pounds, I think that's the conversion rate, um, to watch it on the streaming platform. So that's bank, right? And they were so proud of it, you know, when they made sixty million just off of streaming, they announced it to the world, and that's a big money. That's big money. You have to consider, right? If it's twenty pounds ahead. And they made sixty million. That's sixty mil for free, man. That's at least that's what two million people that watch that. That's impressive. Yeah. Now where they messed up is when they announced that. That's when Scarlett Johansson says like, "Hey, you screwed me because we had a contract. I get twenty million in terms of my salary, but I also get a percentages off the back. So I actually would have potentially." considering the other films would have made up to a hundred million dollars. Like why are you screwing me like this? And that's fair. That's fair. You got a contract. It says that, but you're not reading the room. Like your money, the movie just didn't make that much. It just didn't even with the streaming. It just didn't. But what, what became more interesting as the story evolved is the fact that she wasn't coming like that off of rip before even the announcement of how much it made. She did try to contact Disney and said, Hey, I found out about your strategy to get out on streaming. You didn't really inform me on that. It's not really, there's no language of it in the contract, but can we come to a deal at least for me to actually, for you to honor your contract, for me to make money off of the back end, considering we are in a pandemic, but this is a contract. It's not your fault that we're in a pandemic. It's not my fault we're in a pandemic, but we have an agreement. It's only fair. Like, let me just at least get some percentages or some points off of the streaming. And they were like, no, that's not in your contract. You don't get the streaming. That's going into my pockets. Going into my kids' pockets. My son wants a yacht. Yeah, He's getting they, a yacht. They, they pulled the uh, redefined line. <laughs> yeah, redef- um, redefined when, print. But, it's between the lines. But then in invisible the situation's ink. done changed. Yeah, the world's changed. Yeah, so um, now they, they reached the settlement. They haven't divulged what the settlement is. If I was to guess, I think they offered, a, um, I want to say at least 50% off of the streaming. So I would argue that maybe it's like... Somewhere between 50, 30 to 50 million, they probably offered her. Um, 
So all in all, she's probably coming up potentially with 70 million off of that. Because the statement that came out is that she, you know, she's, she's happy and she's willing to work with Marvel again, which blew my mind because remember yeah. when we talked about this the last yeah. time, I said that relationship is done. Bro, what did I say? Bro, I've been waiting to finish just to pull that card. I was like, bruv, what did I say at the beginning, bruv, when this is all, this is all said and said? Like, they're just letting the lawyers talk, they're listening, whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, no one was really beefing anyone. Yeah. Like, she was just looking to get her bag and Marvel wanted to just get rid of this problem. Right. Because they, I feel like they don't want to mess up that relationship with her anyway because her face is known and everything is cool, or regardless if they care or not. Like, just by them making this work, whether it ended up being a big hoo-ha or whatever, like, all they had to do was just settle it. And that's exactly what happened. Bruv, I said this from the start, bro. This was always going to happen. But I, th- was I, happen. I was really under the pres- t- uh, but, uh, sorry, impression that the relationship was done-done because also bearing in mind, it's like, she's not in any other product, like, including a What If. Like... Chadwick Bosman is in What If, and he died a year ago. So implying, uh, Tony, we, we, we can't speak on people's timetables. No, of course, of course, we can't speak on timetable. Yeah, and I mean, she might have recorded, and they had to replace her for legal reasons, given the the court yeah. case. So that's all. However, it does look it does look weird. It does, like, right? But given the lawsuit and 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 all of that. But then that should have been recorded from time ago, no? It would have been recorded from time ago, but it also got draws into the question. If it was recorded a time ago, why wouldn't she have been involved in the recording? Granted, there's quite a few actors that didn't reprise their role, like Dave Bautista. Timetabling. Time I don't think it's just yeah, timetabling. Yeah. Some people just weren't interested. They were just saying, like, no, I don't want to. A uh, perfect example okay. is uh, Bautista. He just didn't want to. No, he wasn't told. That's what he claims, but the truth is I don't think he wants to. Yeah. Uh, you can kind of see it with the fact that <laughs> He's done with he's done with Drax. Like he said after this third one, he's he's done. He's never playing Drax again uh, because he's been he's been pissed off with the choices that Marvel's made with Drax, um, especially with James Gunn as well. Which I think to myself, like I get it. You're not the person that killed Thanos, but get over yourself. Marvel had a plan. It's their property. You are just a person reading the lines. You didn't create Drax in the first place. Drax predates even your. I don't know. Drax is pretty old. I think he came around in the either early nineties or eighties, but he predates even your 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 WWE career. I don't even think he... is that what is that what uh, Batista was saying? Yes, that in, because in an interview, Drax was he he was he wasn't happy with the fact that they made him more comedic than he is in the comic book, and also the fact that you know Drax is a badass. He he was the one that actually defeated Thanos. It's like, well, guess what? They changed it. And at any point in the comic books, they can reboot the comic. Like Thanos has been back from the dead. I don't know how many times he's been killed by multiple people. You need to get over yourself. See that 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 actually plays into uh, an idea that I've been uh, that I've been thinking about in a while. Where like just because something is in the comics, it doesn't make it good universally. There's some things that people be like. This, this this doesn't make sense. One more watching this on the screen, and then you have a really nerdy person. Like, oh yeah, that's how, what it was in the comics. Yes, yeah. just because it's in the comics doesn't make make it make it good. Like I go deeper than I that. I remember what it was last time. Like, I think it was something in Suicide Squad. Even though I still like the Suicide mm-hmm. Squad, there's something about I was like this 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 kind of dumb. I was like, oh yeah yeah, but it was in the comics, yeah. and I know it was in the comics. And just because Drax defeated Thanos doesn't mean that that would work with the story that or the universe that Marvel has built yeah just how like they've made very calculated changes 
from the comics where in the comics it may and to be honest a lot of things do not make sense in the comics yeah but it may have made sense in the comic uh for the story that they were trying to tell at the time mm-hmm. but then when you you look at it from from where marvel's coming from for example like ultron and how ultron came about it makes more sense the way that they portrayed it in the film yeah you know what i mean so drax becoming the killer of thanos is like all right cool so you can kill thor then yeah that means you can kill captain marvel then you know you just claimed you can you could probably body hulk like the, the tr- you know what i mean it, it, the truth of the character like drax is the fact is like drax in a comic book is not the same drax that's in the movie take away the whole making him comedic and him not keen in thanos is like even if his origin is different drax in the in the the movies is very much an alien from another planet with a whole different family in the comic books he was a human being with his consciousness and his brain put into an alien body. But he's, his kids, his wife, were still human of Earth. That's a major distinction, a major change. It actually even changes his, uh, his motivations. Like, his motivations are very much different in... Well, the origins of his motivations are very much different in the comic books than what they are in, in the film. But the, in the film they established that it wasn't Thanos that killed his family, it was Ronan. And he wanted revenge on Ronan. When he couldn't get it, he thought he'll go get it from the person that ordered Ronan to do it. In the comic book, it was all Thanos. Thanos crashed lands on Earth, killing him and his family. Luckily, he was alive enough for his consciousness and brain to be put in another body. So, at the end of the day, it's like... The arguing semantics to the point of like, you know, just because it's in the comic, it doesn't guarantee make it good. I would also argue is like, exactly. just because it's in the comic, it doesn't mean that it's permanent or that's like the, the one story. How many times have these comic books been rebooted? How many times have these characters be re uh, in the comics alone? There's a lot of this you know sense of entitlement of... Yeah, yeah. I was about to say. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Um, I, I do wonder though um to to play a bit of devil's advocate um just just because i still agree with everything that i've been saying but looking at from the other side Mm -hmm. almost like are the comics well that's what it looks like nowadays but it looks like the comics are just there as suggestions um to inspire characters Mm -hmm. that have the same name but not necessarily are the same character yeah to the point where you're thinking could you just have easily called this character a different name? You know what I mean? You, you, There's been quite a few instances in uh, films, yeah. not just Marvel, could be DC, could be all over the place, even in TV shows, where it was, quote-unquote, um, from the comic books, or these characters from the comic books, but they almost don't resemble uh, the characters beyond the names and a few yeah. quirky tropes. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, okay will we ever get true adaptions of comic books? And yes, we've had quite a few already, mm-hmm. but not in the abundance compared to Marvel's pushing 30 films, uh, DC's a multitude of, uh, um, of, of, of films and TV shows. Yeah. If anything, the opposite is happening where the, uh, whatever's popular at the time is influencing the comics yeah. rather than the comics influencing character development yeah. and actual story and plot lines. Mm-hmm. You know, we get the 300s, we get the Watchmen's of, of, of films yeah. where it's literally verbatim. Um, you know, give or take a few scenes yeah. here and there. But, you know, you never see it properly 
in the mainstream because the argument that's always been made like oh it won't work necessarily in cinema um but the opposite is also true like it seems like the uh, media that's out there influences heavily the comics mm-hmm. due to popularity or whatever, yeah. whatever so when we see drax um being changed as a character severely yeah to the point where not gonna lie if you called him something else there might have been a a tentative connection to drax yeah um but it, it technically wouldn't be drax as someone that was kind of inspired by the character yeah it's, it's, I feel like this is the new norm. So to the point where when we get new films, I do wonder, all right, cool, what are they going to absolutely change about this character? Yeah. <laughs> Even watching Shang-Chi, I was like, all right, cool. This ain't entirely Shang-Chi, but I still mess with it. Yeah. You know, this, I'm happy. This is the thing. And I think that's what people are going for is about happiness. Yeah, yeah. I think it's, it's true. It's about happiness. It's like you tell your story and that story entertain me. It's like, I think the truth of the matter is for every uh, comic book movie or adaptation in terms of TV, right, that has been able to be, quote unquote, a perfect adaptation, one for one, if you want to argue that point, are the ones from limited series, right? Sin City, Watchmen. Um, yep. And, yeah, yeah. Uh, what right. was it? Absolutely right. What was it? It's got Sin City, Watchmen, and 300, right? Those are limited mm. series. Those are telling one story that, those, for the most part, was released at the time within a year, year and a bit, maybe, right? But I told the story and it was done and it moved away. You've got characters like Drax, right? Where you need to ask yourself, well, which v- version of Drax do you want to see? Because the original Drax, for one, looked completely different. My man was like green, but wearing like this pur- purple headdress thing and a spandex purple thing. It wasn't until where he near enough, then this next version of him, where he became overpowered, he literally looked like the Hulk. Like I'm talking about almost identical. The only difference is he still had his purple headdress and the purple spandex. Yeah. Then the next version, when he dies and gets resurrected, that's where you have the one that looks closer to the movies where he's got the red um, face paint and chest uh, chest paint. That's not how he was originally. So these characters who Drax was... First introduced in 1973, where he, you can argue his appearances are 50 years old. Can you be able to tell that in one Guardians of the Galaxy film? You can't. It's impossible. So anytime like, people say, like, oh, that was in like, Civil War in the comic books, well, guess what? You can't do that because guess how many issues of Civil War does it take for you to actually read Civil War? 50. Because you're not just reading the main Civil War book. Right, the main Civil War book is only what yeah, you're reading all the context around, right? It, all the books around. You're, what, you're reading, yes, Civil War, which is five issues. Then you have Spider Man Civil War, which is another five issues, which is uh, Iron Man Civil War. Then you've got um, uh, Punisher Civil War, and all within that, you have to contend with the fact that Marvel does not have the rights to all of these characters yet. Right, by the time they actually got round to doing uh, Civil War, I don't even think they had the Punisher yet. They definitely didn't have characters to actually do the impetus for Civil War in the comic books, right? Uh, the, the major storyline in the comic books. And this is even before the Civil War series even started. It was in the um, uh, issue of um, uh, the Defenders. These characters, the, uh, the not the Defenders, sorry, the, the New Warriors. These characters that were like kind of like young superheroes doing a reality TV inadvertently caused a mutant character. Bear in mind, Marvel at the time didn't have the rights to the mutants. A mutant character blows up a school and kills other kids, and that's what institutes 
the reason for the mutant re- uh, the uh, the superhero registration act. Okay, Marvel doesn't have rights to the mutants yet because it's stuck with Fox. They don't have the rights to the new warriors because that's a whole different kind of mess. They want to be able to tell the civil war because you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't, right? Because you're Marvel. If you do a story that's completely original, people argue, well, that never happened in the comic books. If you do something loosely adapted from the comic books, but that comic book has several years of story, you'd be done, well, that's not exactly the same. Like, one of the reasons why, if I was a Sony exec, I would never do the Clone Saga, because Clone Saga lasted almost 10 years. And guess what? It was still rubbish. Mm. People look at the Clone Saga with, like, rose the glasses. Clone Saga is not a good read. I've tried to read it. It's terrible. Especially with the fact that it's like it, it leaps several years. Like in terms of like, they'll tell two years of it, take a break, come back three years later and tell a little bit more of it. It's literally over 10 years that the, the Clone Saga was, was written over. Who would even want to try to adapt that into a two hour? They will, and it'll be heavily modified, probably even like to a better product, but you'll still have those nerds with their glasses pushing up their nose and say, oh, well, that's not quite what happened in the comic book. Oh, I'm a virgin and I still live in my parents' basement. Oh. That's, that's offensive, Tony. I don't care. <laughs> it's, offensive. It's, it, a, it, it's, the it's offensive that they actually exist and talk like that. It's like, get over yourself. It's fiction. You, are, you have the fiction in front of you in terms of the comic books, and if you enjoy it, you enjoy it. But this is an adaptation. This is what these films are. It's a different medium. Right? Yeah. Well, yeah, we've talked about it a lot, and I agree with you. It's a different medium. It's an adaptation. Therefore, some things are going to get missed. Mm-hmm. Um, just like um, uh, The Last Man on Earth. Why? That why why The Last Man? Too much into that. Ken, if you're going to get it why right, the last get it man? right. But, you know, yeah, we are going to talk about yes. it in a, a future episode. Uh, I, do, I do remind but, um, you, Ken, if you he, can get Zahora to watch that, because that will be the impotence to our eventual crossover. Yeah, yeah, of course course um with all these different shows or, or films whatever mm-hmm. like just going back to what the conclusion i came to before yeah. am i entertained simple as yeah. am i entertained if i'm entertained excellent if i'm gonna be like but uh, i understand why some people complain and it's usually down to okay you set up this universe to tick these rules but you decided to throw these rules away and the rules people try and refer to are the comic book rules, mm-hmm. which is stupid. Refer to the rules that the universe has actually developed. Right. And I would understand if people were annoyed by that. But if they're following the rules within their universe, for example, why Ultron wasn't made by Hank, uh, by Hank Pym and why you know Drax isn't the Thanos killing destroyer, yeah. then cool, you're following the rules of your story. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we, we, we could talk about different franchises that have dropped the bag, like fumbled the bag in that kind of aspect of not following the rules of the universe. You know, you could even say Star Wars in a lot of places didn't quite do that, but I'm not trying to make the Star Wars. Mm-hmm. But the whole idea of stepping away so you can actually follow those rules about actually upsetting people. Yeah. Then, yeah, cool. It's possible. Tell a new story. Tell a better story. Yeah. Mandalorian, you know, a Bad Batch, all the different shows that are coming out, like as an example of another franchise. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't have to stick to the source material heavily. As long as you follow the rules of the medium that you're releasing this content yeah. with, then you then you should be absolutely fine. As long as you're not trying to, purposely trying to annoy people or tell a bad story, mm-hmm. because I don't care about the changes as long as it respects the source material. Yeah. And also it gives me a good time. That's of it. course. Respect the source material, 
give me a good time. But people might take that idea of respecting the source material as, oh, you didn't do it verbatim. Yeah. It's like, no, 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 no. That's not how you respect source material only. That's not the only way you can respect yeah. it. Like, making sure the character is well portrayed. Make sure you give them a good story to show off who they actually are and the way that I love them. Right. Like, I hated what they did with Juggernaut in uh, X-Men 3, um, X3. Like, that's not the Juggernaut I remember. No. They actually disrespected the Juggernaut yeah. for having that character. So, even though he was in a completely different story. So, you know what I mean? Like, entertain me. Of course, of course. Me. Like, and if you've got a good story, that's all that matters. Like, two of the greatest comic book movies ever made is Batman Begins and Batman The Dark Knight. I dare you to find me that exact storyline in any comic book. It doesn't exist. Yeah, uh, very heavily influenced by the, the comic. And that's the most I could probably say mm-hmm. about it. Because if you just tweak literally a few things, it's no longer a story about Batman. You know what yeah. I mean? It, like, it, it'll, it'll feel similar, for sure. But then it, all it will do, it'll be like, oh, that's Christopher Nolan. Yeah. That happens to have a guy that is similar to Batman. Yeah. If you change the names, if you change the way, you know, that made him grow into descent, into into fear of bats or his parents getting killed and, you know, just intricately changing a few things that don't, are just like fluff to make the character a bit more round yeah. and replace with other things to make them more round. It stops becoming a Batman Bruce Wayne story. Yeah stops you know what i mean the crazy thing is if you that's that, that that's 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 an indicator of good storytelling not necessarily good source material yeah the crazy thing is if you really think about it, a lot of um the best batman movie uh, batman sorry stories are not even really batman stories they're like either focusing on the villain or as really like batman year one is more focused on bruce wayne than it is a batman yeah. so it's like I don't know. This kind of like entitlement of like, I want this to be like this because that's how it's supposed to be. It's like, you already have that thing. If I, I, the worst thing that could happen, right? If they did like a perfect adaptation of House of M, what would be the point? Like, I'm just seeing it in three dimensions. It's like, I already got the book. I love the book. If you do something new with House of M, that's like surprising, shocking, because that's what we've been getting with Loki. That's what we've been getting with. One division with Falcon Winter Soldier with what if surprising stuff where we already have the comic book. If we had it just on screen it, again, there's no real yeah. surprise. It's, it's that word that you said is the entitlement of it. Yeah, because um, I, I, I do get the I do get it in terms of why some people feel entitled. It doesn't mean it's right. You know, what I mean, yeah. like when it comes to that entitlement and. Um, when people make these shows or, t- or films or TV shows, or whatever, or media, animations, everything, they are making it knowing that it's going to bring a certain certain crowd. Yeah. They know it, make it bring a certain crowd. Yeah. And the thing that is bringing people into those seats is the same material that people fell in love with. Right. So by people like dismantling or not even showing off properly, it's kind of like, yo, 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 then why am I here? Mm-hmm. Why did you want me to buy this ticket then mm-hmm. if you were just going to ruin it for yeah. me? So I, 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 I get the feeling, but once again, it doesn't mean it's necessarily the right thing. Um, that played a little, uh, that played a big part in the um, Masters of the Universe TV show on Netflix, where it's like, all right, cool. Why, why would you make this show knowing that it will bring a certain crowd and people will be upset? Yeah, it's you know that's I mean? an interesting you made point. Something that wasn't. That's it. You, you see what yeah. I mean? It's like so. I'm 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 not, I'm not I'm not saying that you know people are wrong for fe- for for feeling that way. It, it's it's just um, 
it goes back to what I was saying about the respect aspect. Yeah. So entertain me and respect the source material. Yeah. The uh, the uh, the respecting the source material is what He Man unfortunately didn't entirely do. Right. Um, and entertaining is is exactly what X three didn't do because I don't mind having a British juggernaut that calls girls bitches. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, make it entertaining, mm-hmm. and that wasn't entertaining. That was just trash. It felt it was just it was, it was it was just terrible. It's just terrible. It's it terrible. it's one of those ones though. Um, and I think we can we can wrap up after this, but it's um. It goes to the idea of what is it that you really want? Do you want to actually go into something and have a good time or do you want to go into something to actually complain? Because there's loads of like adaptations that are nothing like really the book. Like Wanted, for, for the most part, is nothing like the comic book. But it's an entertaining action film, nonetheless. And really and truly, they yeah. only really use the name Wanted because of the name Wanted. But you have to realize this, right? For all of those nerds out there, for all of those geeks out there, this is this is our community. This is what we want. These movies are not made for us. We are a very small percentage when it comes down to the pie chart of revenue. This is made for the, the general movie goer. We are part of that as a general movie, but we are very much a small sliver in that. Right? Um, I, I agree, man. And like, cause I've been speaking to a couple of kids and just a couple of friends as well about this. And I sometimes mention about the comics because they know that I read the comics mm-hmm. about like some of these new Marvel and DC films. And they're like, mm, I don't really mess with them. I just mess with the, the films. So they're, they're more people that care more about the films than the actual source material it came from. Yeah. Like for most people. Like adding to your point of like, you know, we, you know, it, it's not for the comic book readers mm-hmm. entirely. It helps, but it's not entirely for you. It's for the general public and the people that actually love the spectacle of these films. Yeah, like for most people, Robert Downey Jr. is Iron Man. Chris Evans is Captain yep. America. Thor is Chris Hemsworth. And for for a lot of people, the first Captain Marvel is Brie Larson. But in the comic books, it's not. The first Captain Marvel was Marvel. The second Captain Marvel was Genus Vell. The third Captain Marvel, like there was literally four Captain Marvels before you even got uh, Carol Danvers. Carol Danvers for the mo- longest time was Miss Marvel. But again, it's like... Yeah, I swear Monica Rambeau was Captain Marvel for her as well. I think, yes, yes, you're right. She was Captain Marvel before yeah. um, Car- Carol Danvers. So technically five Captain Marvels before we even got to Carol Danvers. So, But again, we, we, we live in a different space where the movie fandom or geekdom, if you want to say, is another niche within geekdom itself. So you can have an argument between the movie geeks and the comic book geeks. And maybe there's some overlap there. But for the most part, people that are diehard for the movies probably have never picked up a single issue of the comic book. Probably have even seen the 90s TV show of X-Men or the 2000s TV show of uh, Earth Mightyville Heroes or even the late... 2000 TV show of uh, Marvel's Avengers, right? There's some people that just keep it strictly dickly and just watch the movies. But um, I think on that note, Ken, uh, as a first episode coming back from a very long time, um, we're running quite long. I know we had like, there's so much stuff to like catch up on because there's so many shows that have been out. Um, I think it's best to save that for another day. And uh, yeah. I think we've had a very deep conversation yeah. here as it is. I think it's something to chew on. 
and it can bleed over into other episodes but i look forward to what we got coming up next in terms of like the content we consumed like i've i've watched so much stuff you know you mentioned uh, masters of the universe we have even talked about the new he-man animated show which i actually think he-man yeah. uh and the master of the universe is actually better than masters of the universe but that's just my opinion we'll save it for a deeper conversation uh ken is there anything you want to wrap up with or anything you want to mention uh no just uh glad to be back good it feels good uh hopefully we can keep this up for longer yes um yeah man like uh let's keep the good times rolling yes let's keep it going all right guys uh we appreciate you sticking around with us we've been we're noticing that some of you actually still watching the uh, listening to the episode going back and watching you know some of the older ones and we really do appreciate that you know and spread the word like we 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 appreciate you being there um we got things in the pipeline um eventually going on to youtube i'm still kind of working on that again um it's been put on the back burner because life uh but just hear us up on our normal places uh for interaction don't be afraid we'll love to get your suggestions as well if there's any topics we want us to discuss but hear us in the normal places on instagram and twitter uh find me on royal that majesty on instagram uh on deck.podcast on instagram and on twitter and you can find ken on i am mr ken on instagram so uh till next time peace Adiós, people.